0: What if it rained food? What if earth was a few? What if we had nine lives? What if it could fly? It's absurd. If money grew on trees, if we didn't have bees, if we walked through lives slightly magnetical, it's absurd. Absurd Hypotheticals.
1: Hello
2: everybody and welcome to Absurd Hypotheticals, the show where we overthink dumb questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Marcus Laner, and I'm joined here today by Chris Yee and Ben Storms. Say hi, guys. Hey, I'm Chris. Hey, I'm Ben. Guys, I'm excited for today because we managed to bring turtles to the podcast, finally. I don't... I, actually, I don't know if we've ever talked about turtles at all on this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we did it... We talked about it in the behind the scenes in our Patreon episode, but I don't think we actually talked about it on the show.
2: Yeah, the... We we tried to do one of our uh, animal training episodes with turtles, and it turned out there wasn't actually as many cool turtle facts that you think there might be. Um, and a lot of the cool turtle facts you learn are about how they, like, die to plastic bags and things in the ocean. Not, not very fun, yeah. Um, so we ended up ditching our previous attempt at a turtle question. But we have found a way to bring turtles back
0: onto the show. A much more humane way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> In a fight episode, yeah. And it's more humane because we're not talking your regular old ocean I was gonna say garden variety, but really ocean variety turtles. We are going to be competing or or fighting we're gonna be fighting turtles? Is that,
0: is that the verb we'll I'm not, looking for? We will not be fighting turtles. We will be <laughs> discussing a hypothetical turtle fight. Yes, we will be discussing a hypothetical turtle fight between <laughs> Fictional turtles. I am really sad now that you mentioned this, though, that we didn't just have one of us be like a box turtle. <laughs> <laughs> this would there's not going to have too much of a chance
2: to, <laughs> compared to the other competitors. May not have made too much conversation. So we're here. We got a fight episode for those of you where it's the first episode. It's a little bit different than our typical episodes where we dive into a topic. What we'll do is we each we've each picked a fighter. We'll present their you know powers and abilities generally. And then we'll discuss and debate who would actually win in a fight and assign some percentages and pick an overall winner between um, the turtles that we have selected. So, Ben, I'm going to let you start off. Who did you pick for your turtle fighter?
0: I had the good old Heroes in a Half Shell, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, for those who do not know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are pretty much just what they say on the 10. They are a group of four uh, turtles who mutated and are teenagers. And also our ninjas. Um, <laughs> uh, it turns out, h- how familiar are you guys with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I can name three out of four of them on a good day. You can't name all of them? You can't. No, that's fair, actually. Which one can you not name? <laughs> okay, that's a hilarious question to ask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which one don't you know? <laughs> so I, I, watched, I actually grew up watching the old live action movies, and then I played a bunch of the video games. Got it.
2: You know what it is, Chris? I can name three out of four of them. I'll name a different three out of four every time. I just always (laughs) forget one.
0: (laughs) On on average, you know, 75% of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. (laughs) So they actually were originally a comic book um, back in the 80s. And man, their origin story is is buck wild. I'm not going to lie. So the overall, you know, depending on what version of them um, you're looking at, the basics are always the same, which is that they were Turtles. That got some sort of goop on them and mutated and were trained in ninjutsu by their mentor, who was a mutated rat named uh, Splinter. So the original origin is that Splinter was the pet rat of a ninja in, in Japan back in like, I guess, earlier in the 1900s. And his owner, and he's just like a regular ass rat, just like, you know, a rat. Um, who did apparently like watch him do his training and enjoyed mimicking his movements, and that's how they say he knew ninjutsu. <laughs> I don't know. Love it. But his owner like gets into this whole thing over a woman and murders a guy and then flees to New York City and starts a smart small martial arts school. And eventually the like the brother of the guy who his owner murdered comes and kills him. And he like flees down to the sewers, Splinter does, who at this point, once again, still just a rat, just a regular rat in New York City. And then one day there's this young boy who's carrying four baby turtles home from a pet store and a blind man was crossing the road in front of him and a truck carrying these chemicals almost ran him over. And someone behind the boy runs past him, knocks turtles out of his hands and saves the blind man. Turtles fall down the like some of the chemicals from the truck spill down the drain after them into the sewer, covers them, and they're just down there in this like radioactive goop. Splinter finds them and gathers these baby turtles into a can. Once again, still just a regular rat at this point. Wanna keep driving that home. <laughs> also gets coated in this goo, and eventually they all like evolve and mutate into roughly human sized and intelligent slash emotional aptitude creatures, turtle slash a rat. Um, and then Splinter, who is now a human-sized rat who knows ninjutsu for, because he watched his owner do ninjutsu. I don't know. Trains them all in ninjutsu and they become master ninjas. I don't know. Also, fun fact. The blind man may or may not be Matt Murdock, who is Daredevil. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait are what? Are they in the same universe? Uh, I think maybe i don't know it's <laughs>
2: wouldn't he know to avoid the bus isn't like his whole thing that he's like has well super no but the, I,
0: the idea is that he gets blinded by the chemicals and they also give him his powers oh
1: so he didn't turn into a giant version of himself
0: no he just turned turn into a blind guy <laughs> who's really like perceptive i don't know
2: wait so he was blind before he got his powers like, uh yes i don't
0: know
1: but... oh so he was just a regular blind so? dude and he was then a regular hold on blind dude
0: you know let's not go too far down this rabbit hole not
1: not according to the ben affleck
0: movie <laughs> Let's, i mean let's maybe not too, focus too much on the ben affleck movie
2: anyway <laughs> let's not focus at all on daredevil we have turtles to
0: talk about <laughs> these turtles specifically marcus may have named a couple of them i can't remember i named three and couldn't think of the fourth <laughs> cool so i don't know which one he didn't name the four are there's leonardo who is the one with the blue mask um, he uses two katanas he's the most seen they say the most senior of them but there are just all like baby <laughs> turtles. I don't know. Whatever. They're teenage. But he's kind of the one who like acts as the leader. He's the most like mature one. There's Donatello, who has the purple mask, he has a bow staff. Very cool. He's very smart. He does like inventions and stuff. That's kind of his whole shtick. is being smart. There's Raphael.
1: Ah, that's the one I forgot. That's the one. He has the red <laughs> mask. He has the two. He's the best one.
0: He is the best one. He has the two sai. Fun fact about sai, by the way. You look at Sai and when, at least when I was a kid, I always assumed they were exclusively for like little stabby stabs. A Sai being for people who aren't familiar. It kind of looks like a little handheld trident where the middle prong is very long.
1: Like a giant fork.
0: Yeah, big old fork that's not actually useful for like eating a salad because the middle prong is so long. But it turns out that apparently Psy are, sometimes they are pointed at the end and used for stabbing, but generally they're more like a truncheon and used for like hitting things. And the reason they're shaped like that is because you can like trap a weapon with them and like use one for defense and then like beat someone upside the head with the other one is kind of the (laughs) idea. So I don't know for sure if Raphael's are pointy or not. It looks like it kind of varies, but may or may not be pointy, definitely are beady. And he is the sort of hot-headed, sarcastic one. And there's Michelangelo who has the orange mask and he has nunchucks and he's the one who's kind of like happy and lighthearted. As, as we mentioned, there have been a lot of different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles experiences. There was the comic. There was an animated series. I think there's like a new like CG animated series too. This is more recent. There were the live action movies that are weird as hell to look at now because it's just like dudes in rubber turtle suits. And it looks very strange. And then there was, I think, a pair of Michael Bay movies, right? One in, like, 2014 and then one sometime after that. I not remember when exactly.
1: Did you end up watching it? You said you were going to watch it. I watched Aww. a couple
0: of scenes from it. I had knocked around to watching it. It is, at least as of the time this recording on, I think, HBO Max, if you are for some reason inclined. I watched the last scene of it because they fight Shredder in it. And I wanted to see what they look like in the movie. It didn't seem very good, weird. but who knows? They do look very weird. Uh, so, I guess, traditionally, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are roughly about five feet tall, and maybe, like, 180 pounds. They are jacked and giant in the Michael Bay movie. They're, like, easily seven feet tall and, like, just
1: entirely muscle. They take their mask off in the movie, and it looks really weird.
0: They they made them look way too realistic. Like, I know you don't just want, like, weird, you know, smooth-body CG-like turtles, but they make them, like, very wrinkly and turtle-like, which... This is one of those things where maybe realism should have taken a backseat a little bit, because it doesn't make me happy. It does not bring me joy. You just, they almost made it up the other side of Uncanny Valley, but they did not. They certainly did not. So overall, what we're looking at in terms of fighting, they are ninjas. They are skilled ninjas. They, you know, are very skilled with their weapons. Um, they do work together as a team. There's the four of them. Their weapons are lethal, and they do kill people, at least in like the comics and stuff. Like, I think they, like... Like, I know Shredder gets, like, blown up with a grenade at one point in the comics. It's The comics are a lot darker than the, like, you know, cartoon series for kids, maybe unsurprisingly. In terms of overall, like, strength, it definitely varies based on, you know, what is needed at the time as comics and, you know, movies and everything are, are want to do. I know the best answer in terms of, like, their intended strength level um, in 1985, there, there was a, a tabletop RPG company called Palladium Books that actually released a book called TMNT and Other Strangeness that was done with input from the original creators of the turtles. And in that in that system, the the average human was they had like a like a I guess PS for like power scale or something. The average human is like level like nine, which is lifting around 180 pounds of whole effort. The strength of the turtles varies by the turtle. Uh, the weakest is Donatello, who is at 13, which is about 390 pounds at full effort, which is pretty strong. Um, the strongest is Raphael, who was 1,200 pounds at full effort. That's a range. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not bad. I figured in terms of like figuring out a uh, comparison to to people on that, um, looking at like a deadlift is probably the best idea. And the world record deadlift was just broken uh, like mid last year with a 1,104 pound deadlift by the guy who plays the mountain in Game of Thrones, uh, Hafthor Bjornson. So Raphael was slightly stronger than him. And he looks like the guy who plays the mountain in Game of Thrones. So that kind of gives you an idea, at least, of sort of where, where we're going here. So they are they are agile as well. I know in the comics they like jump between buildings and stuff. So, I mean... They are they are definitely strong. They don't have any, like, particular superpowers. The closest thing to that is, in the Michael Bay movie, their shells are bulletproof. As far as I can tell, that's only in the Michael Bay movie. And that seems a little ridiculous, because guns are strong, y'all. I imagine the turtle shells will... I mean,
1: we're all turtles, so right. we all have shells.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say they have, like... I'm not going to say that human-sized turtles have bulletproof shells. That doesn't seem reasonable to me, so... I'm not going to use that. I think that we all kind of have relatively similar shell, you know, effectiveness. So I guess that's kind of where we are is that we have four turtles. They are teenagers. They're all, I I believe canonically like 15 years old who are, are in the realm of human strength, but ranging from, you know, pretty strong for a human to like the strongest human and with ninja esque weapons. So that's kind of where we stand
1: chris what did you do so the turtle i chose was master Uguay from kung fu panda so if you haven't seen kung fu panda um master Uguay is the ma so okay so the the main character of kung fu panda is po po's master is master shifu and then master shifu's master is master Uguay. so it's kind of like a qui-gon jin situation
2: he's, he's a grandmaster, but only like the same way that a grandfather works it's, it's right yeah <laughs>
1: Not Yeah, he doesn't play chess. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he actually might. I don't know. He's pretty smart. <laughs> It'd be in character for him to play chess anyway. Yeah, it would.
2: Or, or one of the, the like, asian like ones, like Go, uh, Shogi or... or Go or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he's not a teenager. He's actually like a thousand years old. <laughs> pretty um, old. Very old. And that's actually pretty important because it means that he goes back until before Kung Fu even existed. He's the one that created Kung Fu. And he became the first master of Kung Fu. So he actually like ends up teaching pretty much every master of Kung Fu in the Kung Fu Panda universe. Uh, it all originates with him. So just getting into the movies themselves, I'll start with the first movie, I guess. So most of the movie, he moves actually pretty slow because he's a turtle and he's old. And they usually play it off as like a comedic thing. Like, There's a scene where there's a bunch of candles in the room and he's trying to blow them all out one by one. So for most of it, he moves pretty slow, but there are like little snippets of him moving faster, which I'll get to later on. But for most of the movie, he's basically just there to give like wise advice because he's like very smart and he gives inspirational advice to all the characters. He remains calm through pretty much any situation, even when things look like they're like they're dire situations and they're like, there's no way they could win. He's very calm and he has faith that they'll succeed. Now, in the first movie, there is, uh, he doesn't fight that often, but there is one fight scene. And it's a very short fight scene. It only lasts five seconds, or around five seconds. But in the scene, Tai Lung, which is the the, the bad guy of the movie, um, is trying to steal the Dragon Scroll. And Shifu tries to stop him, but he fails. And then when Shifu fails, Oogway jumps in and uses his staff to like poke him and then he does some like pressure point stuff with his hand and completely paralyzes tai lung and that all happens in five seconds so he was very effective hear that so he actually like jumped across the room at like high speed so that's like his agility at play now also during the movie he does I guess metaphorically die it's kind of unclear in the in the first movie so he's like standing on a cliff or something and then like a bunch of cherry blossoms surround him and then they blow away and he's gone. And he's disappeared. I guess um, they say he's gone to the spirit realm, but they don't really explain what that is until movie two until movie three. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so movie two, he's not in at all because <laughs> I guess you are just supposed to think he's dead or something, but movie three, it starts out with him in the spirit realm and he's meditate, meditating with his eyes closed And while he's meditating, the main bad guy of the third movie, Kai, throws a blade at him and he catches it with his eyes closed, like with very little effort. And and then he goes on to fight Kai in the spirit realm. And during this fight, he's able to fly. He shoots spells like spirit spells or like yin yang spells. I'm going to say that he can't use these spells or he can't fly in the real world because he's in the spirit realm. Things are a little different. But I will say that like his reflexes of catching that play do translate into the real world. So he has really fast reflexes. And throughout the movie, he also demonstrates inner peace. So inner peace is something that Poe and Shifu strive to get throughout the first movie and second movie. So first movie, Shifu's trying to get it. Second movie, Poe's trying to get it. It's basically just they're more enlightened and it like improves their ability to fight. Oogway got inner peace like, away a long time ago. <laughs> So mentally he's, he's basically at his peak mentally in the third movie. We also learn more about Ugoi's past. So within those thousand years, he did a lot of things. So they said that he led an army with Kai and um, he, they ended up getting ambushed and he got injured from that. So Kai brought him to a village of pandas and the pandas healed him with chi. So in the context of the movie, chi is like a life energy thing and it was able to heal him. And then the pandas teach him in the ways of chi. And he becomes a master of chi. So he can heal people. Might not necessarily be helpful in a fight. But Kai also learns the chi. And he actually learns to steal chi from people. And uguay disagrees with this. So he fights Kai. And they have a fight. The details of the fight are a little vague. But uguay does win. And he manages to banish Kai to the spirit realm. So that's just another example of uguay winning in a fight. And then aside from the movies, there are some spin-offs and one of the spin-offs is called Secrets of the Furious Five and it part of it details uh, him recruiting Monkey, which is another one of the characters into their their little group. So in it Monkey is like going around the village and he's panting people just because he wants to be like a troublemaker and uguay doesn't like this so Ugwe steps in and decides to fight monkey and during the fight monkey throws a bunch of banana peels at Ugwe Ugwe like very slowly steps on one of the banana peels and then uses the momentum from him slipping to like dart towards monkey and kick him <laughs> and then he like ends up tricking monkey into slipping on his own bananas so um this is like an example of him outsmarting his opponent and then at the very end of the fight, um, there's like a pillar that's about to fall on Monkey and Ugwe jumps into action. He like becomes super agile again and he saves him from getting crushed. So he can be agile when he wants to. He just doesn't always choose to be. And then aside from the movies and that spin-off, there is also a Nickelodeon show. <laughs> there's a lot of Kung Fu Panda stuff. And he, for the most part, he's not in this show at all, but they do mention him a couple of times, mostly about his past. So we learn a little more about his past, but they tell of, of him training some more masters. And then there's one master he he trained an owl and the owl turned evil, but he was able to foresee that the owl was going to turn evil. So he actually prepared for it and he built an inescapable cage for the owl. So he's able to like sort of see like what's gonna happen and he he's very smart he plans for it
2: i i just love that like in the context of it's not like not imagining it as a cartoon character you know uh anthropomorphic owl where it's just like so he trained this random owl <laughs> to be <laughs> a fighter and he realized this is gonna be far
1: too much trouble yeah this owl is tr- it's gonna be trouble <laughs> This owl's gonna murder some folks and then he also does demonstrate the hardness of his shell there's a scorpion that tries to sting him and his shell shatters the the scorpion stinger but we already established that all of us have shells so not particularly relevant but yeah that's that's kind of it for Uguay. so basically in the kung fu panda movies poe goes through like three main story arcs he's trying to like believe in himself in the first one he's trying to get inner peace in the second one he's trying to master chi in the third one Uguay already has all these for like the first 900 years or the last 900 years of his life He's incredibly wise. He basically has no flaws mentally. I guess he's slow physically, but he can be fast, so it's not really a flaw either. He's calm, and he's very difficult to fool, and he's able to fool others. So that's Uguay in a nutshell. But you know
2: what he's not, Chris?
1: He's not your fighter. Who's your fighter? He
2: is not the king of the Koopas, Mr. Bowser himself from the Mario franchise, if you don't know who Bowser is. First off, play some good Mario games. They're all awesome. But, basically, if you don't have to know who Bowser is, Bowser is a bipedal turtle villain. Uh, he's got, like, a green spiky shell. He's got sharp claws. He's got, like, metal, like, this black metal spike choker collar thing. But also, like, arm and wristbands that are the same. So, like, black and spiky. And he doesn't have as much backstory. There is a lot of, like stories he's in but like his real backstory is that he doesn't like mario and luigi he likes kidnapping the princess and since then there's no real like plot to it but they are nowadays like very tongue-in-cheek about like why does he keep kidnapping the princess and why does she so easily get kidnapped all the time (laughs) but what i I try to do with bowser is he's in so many different things I, I, i was trying to count them up and he's on the order of something like fifty at least fifty different games, and I didn't have an exact count because it started blending in with the other appearances he was in like he's in comics he's in shows, he's in a whole bunch of like crossovers and things
1: he's in a live action movie
2: he's in a live action movie <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should have watched for my research. just <laughs> dust that one off I'm sure that that'll hold up <laughs> so but what what is what is what is the core bowser so so for The core Bowser powers. First off, breathing fire. That's his main thing. He likes to breathe fire. Um, He can shoot, like, little waves of fire. And he can make it, like, rain fire from the sky. All pretty good. He does a surprising amount of punching, I didn't realize. He has, like, all sorts of games where, like, his main thing is that he has, like, he's either punching as his main way of attacking or has, like, super powered up punches or... The super ultimate KO punch that you know charges up and glows rainbow and explodes things, um, so he can do a bunch of punching. He's got his spiky turtle shell. Um, he can go inside that and spin around.
1: That's right. Yours has spikes, so yours is better than ours.
2: Yeah, it is definitely strictly better. Um, so we can just we can just chalk it up to my win already, just on that <laughs> fact. But I might as well keep talking. Dexterity is actually an interesting one. It's very. This is one that's quite inconsistent with Bowser. Like. In some games, he's like the slow, meandering, like you know, bulky guy, and sometimes he's like surprisingly agile. I think my favorite dis, like my favorite inconsistency, is in the uh, the Mario and Sonic Summer Olympic Games. He's the slowest runner with a two out of ten speed stat, but in the Mario and Sonic Winter Games, he has an eight out of ten speed stat. <laughs> so. He, he's, he's depending on what mood he's in, I guess, he varies between a 2 and an 8 on how agile he is. But I will also make the point, because he is in all the Mario and Sonic and all these Olympic games, uh, he's basically an Olympic-level athlete in every single sport, which is pretty cool. That's got to give him an edge somewhere. He also, in varying games, he exhibits different magical powers. He has some magic. Not, all the t- not a lot of it, but he does use it. One of the ones the the main the first one that was listed like everywhere is teleporting which kind of annoyed me because it kept referencing him like teleporting into and out of fights after he's like defeated I'm like that's not a real power <laughs> that's just a lazy plot device but no he can run away <laughs> <laughs> yeah no if but he actually does use it in battle um in super mario 64 so you know it's a legit game in the second round you fight him in in the in the lava place as you approach him he'll actually fade away and he'll, he'll teleport away and appear right behind you um, so he can actually teleport in a fight if he wants to in super mario galaxy and mario party 9 um he's shown to use electrokinesis, where he's able to uh just basically shoot lightning out of his hands this one i don't think i'll be using but i just put on this list because it's funny in super mario galaxy 2 and in super mario 3d land bowser able to just fly at will <laughs> it's not really explained he's just he can just do it and uh, he has some some powers of transformation. In Mario Party 2, he can, like, turn Koopa Troopa into, like, frogs. Um, in Mario Galaxy, he turns himself, like, into a stone ball that rolls around. So he has, like, some access to magic. It's not really his main gig. Uh, his main gig's kind of just being big and strong. And then uh, the other one I'm going to throw on here is durability just because and I'm, I'm stealing this verbatim from the uh the villains wiki durability bowser has been drenched in lava electrocuted blown up crushed by objects as heavy as both his own castle and peach's castle rammed into a rock by a fallen hundreds of feet rammed into a rock by a fallen hundreds of feet that's not even grammatically correct wikipedia <laughs> he's been rammed into a rock that has fallen hundreds of feet. Um, he's been sucked into a black hole and ejected through the Mario Earth's atmosphere, blown up by an entire room of Bob-ombs, and even squashed underfoot by a T-Rex in Mario's time machine, and has inevitably survived each fate. So, for this, I'm gonna just put an asterisk on this in that I'm not gonna say he's invincible, I'm gonna say he, can, he still loses these fights that he does. He appears later, but he still loses these fights. But he's, he's a beefy boy, he's obviously quite durable. And so, kind of the last major power I have on here is Bowser's ability to grow larger. So, in the latest game, if you're following the hot Nintendo trends that Bowser's in, is the Bowser's Fury addition to the Super Mario 3D world. And basically the theme on this one is that Bowser has transformed into, like, this kaiju Godzilla-sized version of himself called Fury Bowser, who will, like, you know, while you're going through a level will appear, like, in the in the vague background of the world and, you know, unleash hell upon, you know, what you're trying to platform around on. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to use that one. But as I was looking through all the different Bowsers, he does this a lot. Like, maybe, like, 20% of the games he's in, the last boss is, like, a giant version of Bowser who has increased his size through some, you know, plot-relevant means. So I'm going to leave this one here as, like a kind of a question for you guys if we want to try and deal with the giant versions of bowser
1: how big are you saying he can get
2: well it really varies um so he starts off like his main size is about like twice human size like like you know maybe like 80 percent taller and then obviously much bulkier and then his size increases vary from like double to triple to like building size to you know kaiju godzilla size where it's like you know his hand is like bigger than you know the characters and that's what you're you're fighting against i think it's gonna be whether we go double triple or super like there's a there's a super giant category and then there's like a get like getting twice or three times as big is kind of a a more of a gray area because he's already bigger than the rest of you guys's Mm -hmm. but that's where bowser is at the way we do this again is we we kind of we we pick our our fighting ground which i think anyone have any objection to our standard arena of central park in new york city it makes sense for uh ninja, for turtles. ninja turtles they are local it's home ground for ninja yeah, turtles they can grab a slice on the way over <laughs> also also thematic if we if we go kaiju sized, have, have some
1: nice big buildings around to smash
2: and uh Oogway doesn't really fit but whatever <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna go ahead and say we're not doing the kaiju thing. <laughs>
0: I think the kaiju thing is gonna be a little bit over the top.
2: <laughs> Alright. Fair enough. Cause I don't yeah, I don't think you guys have any way to to, to compete with that. I mean you can't not really no poke him or um, chi block Godzilla. <laughs> so what is it how's this fight? What does this fight look? Is, it, is it gonna be the Ninja Turtles split and we're
1: each fighting two? Right, you have a big advantage in that you have four turtles. So,
0: yes and no, because I was thinking about this. The problem I have is that, like, with, with your individual fighters, you're kind of all or nothing on having strength available. But if one turtle gets knocked out, like, I'm down, you know, a quarter of my power, right? And it becomes easier to deal with the rest of them. Uh-huh. So, I guess the question is, so, like... My my assumption is that they would try to stick together most likely, because that's usually what they do, is they fight, you know, as a, a unit. The question is, like, how quickly can you guys, like, pick them off, right? Because I feel like, you know, one-on-one, your turtles outclass my turtles.
1: Yes, I would say that Uguay is smarter than all of your turtles. That is almost certainly true.
0: They are teenagers.
2: <laughs> uh, also, yeah, definitely, definitely... More like in more fight smart than than Bowser is,
1: mm, and I yeah. think he has better technique than both of you
0: undoubtedly, yeah,
1: yep physicality is questionable because he doesn't move fast very often, but he does sometimes mm-hmm. and there's really that only a couple of like instances of him fighting, and they are usually pretty short, at least that we see of he he has fought in the past, they just don't show it
2: is it should we start with me versus ben because i think in my head the turtles are going to very easily be able to identify bowser as the bad guy yes yeah <laughs> be the most eager to go and attack him i, I feel like Ugwe would probably be the last one into the fight
1: well i mean Ugwe doesn't like bad guys either is that how we're do? are we like <laughs> keeping their motivations to fight evil
0: no i think i think it's, it's more that like like if we're picking targets it's more likely that both Ugwe and the the, the... We can't just say the turtles. <laughs> yeah, the, ninja turtles. <laughs> the ninja turtles. The ninja turtles. The ninja turtles would would go at Bowser first just because he looks like more of a threat.
1: Yeah. I mean, usually we don't keep those, like the character motivations, but I mean. I, I think even just ignoring the less, like, mo- less
2: motivations. It's, not, it's less motivations, more personality. Like, right. I can't imagine that, like raphael doesn't immediately jump into the into into a fight with bowser like where does where does that not happen it's it's
0: also just like in terms of threat assessment i feel like when you look at the you know 10 foot tall spiked turtle breathing fire versus the little man turtle
1: ugway doesn't look threatening right yeah he's so deceptive like that
0: i i feel like i feel like bowser will be targeted first he also does this fair bit of taunting also true yeah and just in terms of speed, it would take Ugwe a little bit to get over there to where they're fighting. So maybe, yes, we do start with <laughs> Bowser v. the Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, I imagine Uguay wouldn't, like, he would let people come. He would let the other turtles come to him. Right. He wouldn't go to them.
0: Oh, that's actually a really good point. What are the odds that Uguay is eliminated first? I feel like they're very low.
1: That he's what? That he's eliminated first. Oh, that he's eliminated first.
0: Because I feel like bowser and the ninja turtles are both going to be much more like aggressive aggressive and wind up going at
1: each other more often yeah i think that's true
2: yeah let's talk let's talk let's talk me versus ben first and and see where it goes it's also a decent matchup because there's there's bowser has some number of like area attacks like Mm -hmm. he's he's decently equipped to fight multiple turtles at once the thing with Bowser is, like, if you just look at his powers, he's going to win. But if you look at Bowser himself, it's much more sketchier. Yeah. <laughs> because because he is the villain, he's not the one coming up with, with uh, innovative new tactics to squeak away a win from bad odds. He's the one who starts with the overwhelming advantage and blows it. <laughs> yeah, I always right. imagine
1: Bowser is pretty dumb. Yeah, that
0: seems reasonable to me. Is
2: Bowser at a advantage because he hasn't prepared for this fight with some giant contraption <laughs> probably that's gonna stuff that's gonna blow up in his own face
0: those contraptions usually go badly for him
2: usually the way bowser gets injured is by his own stuff
1: <laughs> yeah so i mean bowser is basically just an all brute force thing mm-hmm. he's the tank he can take a lot of damage he can give a lot of damage he's probably slower than than. ninja he, Turtles. he's almost
0: certainly slower he does have like i think about like you know the the sweep of flame breath and the like spaying around while in his shell and spikes going around like i think i feel like those are pretty effective anti ninja turtle weaponry the
1: spikes help a lot you can't sneak you can't attack from the back
0: right yeah you can like stab his tail
1: oh yeah his tail is a weak his
0: tail is a weak point
1: yeah the main way you fight him
2: like i'm trying to think of the games where he doesn't have like where he's not screwing himself over and the closest is probably like Super Mario 64, where you grab him by the tail and you spin him
0: around and throw him. Question. Do you know how heavy Bowser is? Um, I might be able to find out. Because we know how much Raphael can
1: lift. <laughs> do the Ninja Turtles have a tail? I don't think so. Oogway has a tail. Uh, how heavy is Bowser? I don't see he a l- tail on the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I've been looking through a lot
0: of one. pictures of Ninja Turtles and I've not seeing any tails.
2: Oh wait 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 wait! Twelve hundred pounds is the actual. Oh weight. my god! Sixteen hundred pounds is the boss fights
0: weight. <laughs> well, Raphael can lift twelve hundred pounds of full effort. <laughs> it's just him though. It's just the one. It's just but but if so if if the others can distract him, Raphael can Mario sixty four Bowser. Ah, <laughs> uh, technically, Michelangelo and Leonardo can combine because they are six hundred and six forty respectively so the two of them could maybe also do it but the easiest option is raphael
2: oh my god that's amazing the real question is and this is again in in the realm of screwing yourself over with your with your machinations is in Super Mario 64 the reason it hurts bowser he gets thrown into a bomb ah he if you throw him off the stage and he falls into the abyss he pops up just fine that is a problem so the you're gonna have to find a way to injure bowser you, you can, we'll say this, you can get, you have a decent shot of getting there and grabbing him by the tail and and tossing him. We, it's it's feasible for the turtles, but where do they go
0: from there? That I do not know. I don't have a good answer to that. Impale on something. On like the fence of of Central Park? How many, how many bombs are there in
1: Central Park? <laughs> <laughs> don't Google that. Don't Google Whatever Google you that. do, don't Google that. We're on enough watch lists. So how durable do you think Bowser is if you just like stab him in the shell.
0: i mean mario's never tried that <laughs> as far as i know mario's
2: never tried to stab bowser
0: <laughs> feels like an oversight honestly <laughs>
1: mario needs to learn how to use knives
2: i guess you could say it's not you could say in smash bros punch, like mario's punches are kind of equivalent to the stabbings but i'm not sure if that's a good comparison
0: i mean there are characters with swords in smash brothers
2: yeah, like, yeah, they're they're comparable in that game. I just wonder if that game is a good
1: one to Yeah, use. I don't think it is particularly. I don't know if I consider that canon. There's
2: not too many swords that make their way into
0: the Mario universe. <laughs> there really aren't. Um, I mean, he's a big turtle, right? Like,
1: I imagine his not shell part is vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I would say so. They do also
1: only, only
0: one of them is fully like a bladed weapon, which is the katanas that... Uh, uh, Leonardo has I mean I don't know if like a bow staff is better or worse Than that but You <laughs> can probably him pretty well <laughs> Yeah I guess
2: it's fine that he can be Vulnerable to the webs I think I think he does have A like a bit of a durability Advantage in that he can take a couple hits like He could maybe like shrug one off to like counter Punch mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: yeah he's Definitely more durable than both of us but I wouldn't Say he's invulnerable no no certainly. No
0: yeah no. not straight invulnerable so I guess getting down to brass tacks if the turtles take him down, how many turtles, are, or the ninja turtles to take him down, how many ninja turtles are, is he taking with him?
1: Yeah, I imagine not all of them are going to survive.
0: Yeah. I think this is, a, this is a, an uh, attrition situation.
1: I'd say at least two die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or are knocked unconscious, defeated.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a very good chance when you kill a, or when you beat Bowser he falls backwards onto the turtles and impales them with his spikes.
2: <laughs> okay. Do we want to let's, let's jump to the next phase after the Bowser and, T- and Ninja Turtle fight and talk about the Ugwe uh, versus some number between one and four Ninja
1: Turtles. <laughs> I'd say somewhere between one and three. I don't think all of them survive.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's possible. We can't rule it out anyway.
1: Fine. Sure. Sure.
0: So yeah, in that situation, what does happen? Like how many how many turtles can Uwe fight?
1: How immature would you say the tur- the Ninja Turtles are? Because uh, they're varies. teenagers. It varies. Do they argue with each other a lot? They
0: do certainly argue with each other.
1: Okay, so they're slightly dysfunctional.
0: So I I would say that that if part of the strategy is going to involve like playing off the dysfunction, the presence or absence of Leonardo is going to be a big uh, impact there. Because I feel like if Leonardo is around, I think he can sort of keep them. Like you know, focused and on task, but if it's like you know, Raphael and Michelangelo left, I I feel like they're going to be a lot easier to sort of you know distract slash you know play off each other a little bit more.
1: So who do you think is the easiest turtle from Uguay to paralyze with his pressure point thing? Probably one of the ones that doesn't have the longer range, so not the bow staff and not the swords. Yes,
0: yeah, so that's ruling really out Leonardo and Donatello. I would guess. I feel like Michelangelo with the nunchucks, he can sort of keep them around himself and sort of fend him, them off more. I think Raphael is probably gonna be the best target because the Psy are not as much of a like crowd control situation.
1: So that's probably the most likely target for paralyzing. If I go for that,
2: well, here's the question: Would the thousand year kung fu master just be able to beat like two to three turtles with just his ninja, with his with his
0: kung fu skills? I mean it's hard to tell. <laughs> I think three is tough. Three is to the point where where I feel like even with a very skilled combatant, like it's just pretty yeah, hard. At, at- mm-hmm. You know. If they're working it all together, it's pretty hard to like fight up against that. Two gives you a lot more breathing room. He can definitely beat one. I think one he'll basically always take. Yeah. So is that kind of where, where it breaks down where it's like two is like yeah maybe a little how bit many turtles his... are going
2: to be left yeah and then if with those numbers what's it like so i'd probably say one turtle isn't no, you know just to keep it simple one turtle has no chance yeah i'd two say two is, is, like is like slightly like...
0: towards him it's like 60 40 maybe or something
2: yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say like 35 percent for for the two turtles and then like 75 so that works actually
0: turtles. yeah that works
2: so three, this t- t- and t- t- so basically what's how many turtles are we saying Make it into the fight. <laughs> uh, let's just let's 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 just say the chance of one turtle and all turtles surviving are about the same, so I can just kind of ignore it. That way, it's like point five half the time it's two turtles, and then half the time it's three turtles. No, that's not
0: that's not what that's, I'm do. that's not I'm how math do. happens. <laughs> no, that's not how math happens. Something like like half the time two, maybe like so we have half of it to play with. I feel like it's only like maybe 10% max that all of them make it through.
2: Yeah, I was 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 like, let me just lean this. I'll just lean this percentage down a little bit here. Okay, so that leaves. So if you do, if you say 70% with three turtles. Oh, that's why this isn't working out. This number is far too. This is not how math works either. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) I'm mathing.
1: You are aware that you said 7535 before, right? Don't don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm already multiplying
2: too many numbers yeah. here, live. <laughs> um, Number go
0: boom. Sometimes it's fine.
2: Okay. Well, it, it goes. It ends up being sixty forty for Chris here. If it, it on the two turtles and three turtles and one, you know, one, two, three, four turtles the way we discussed.
1: I didn't follow, but I'm going to trust you. Me neither. Numbers. But we're <laughs> right,
0: we'll stick we'll stick the landing. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. What are the chances what's the situation where it winds up being Bowser versus uh Oogway? I
1: think that's pretty unlikely. I mean, it's still possible, but I mean, I think Ugwe is going to be more passive in the beginning.
2: Yeah. If we just take it like, you know, the way like the fight starts, the turtles charge Bowser, Bowser unleashes like shockwaves, fireballs, hammers, punches, whatever spins with the shell and then just like suddenly the turtles are down because they don't like being on fire and then uh bowser kind of goes for Ugwe. um what does the bowser Ugwe
1: fight look like bowser Ugwe is interesting i think Ugwe is even though he's slow most of the time i do think when he moves fast he's faster than bowser i
2: want to give i'm actually thinking even though i you know my fighter is bowser i think Ugwe is actually pretty heavily favored against bowser
0: Bowser has no technique. Yeah, just tactically,
2: he sucks. Bowser is nothing but predictable. His attack patterns have always been, I'm going to do the same (laughs) thing three or four times. Yeah. And I think if he got a chance to watch me fight Ben, then he would have, you know, the info he needs to, like, definitely get up to Bowser and start hitting him with his spirit stick. The question is, is that going to be enough or will he, like, start doing some, you know, trying to do a couple pressure points and then Bowser just like decks them into the ground.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, the Wednesday is if I do the pressure point thing for me. I guess in the movies, there's the thing called the Wuxi Finger too. which the Wuxi Finger? Did, I, I, I think it's we, Wuxi. I think it's Wuxi. He doesn't actually use it, but Poe uses it. And apparently Poe learned it from Shifu who learned it from Oogway. Got it. So Ugwe should know it. And it's very vague what it actually does, but it's, de- it defeats enemies somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know, Poe uses it, and then there's this, like, big aura of light, and then the enemy is defeated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but you have to, cr- he has I don't to know grab. How much credit
2: I can give that.
1: He has to grab the person's finger in order to do it. I mean, it's not super hard to grab Bowser's finger. I mean, it's pretty sharp. <laughs> It's a big finger, though, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's
2: a very big finger. <laughs> it's a big spiky finger that's probably swiping at him.
1: I don't know if it's... It might be too big to grab. <laughs> Especially with Ugwe's Like, Oogway has, like, turtley fingers. They're not actual fingers. I
2: guess, like, Chris, just your gut. Like, just imagine Uguay gets up to Bowser, just does some of his staff-hitting, poking... You know, he, he gets his combo off on Bowser. Does Bowser just shrug it off? Because I think that's really the only thing. Like, Bowser's not going to, you know, block his attacks very much. It's going to be like, he's going to... Ugwe's going to get to do his attack sequence. The question is, is it going to affect Bowser?
1: I think the pressure point thing would work. Okay. Hard to tell if, like, a normal attack would work.
2: How big are the villains in... <laughs>
1: in the panda is it just the tiger dude i remember the tiger dude there's a snow leopard there's like a that's my snow leopard dude there's a peacock and there's um third one is some sort of bull or something
2: okay so bull is kind of
1: comparable to base bowser i would i would guess hold on i'm going to look to see what it actually is oh yep yeah, it's a bull it doesn't say like a height or anything it is bigger than uguay but i don't think it's as big as Bowser.
2: Oh, yeah, no, he's just kind of like, he's like a little, he's a little short stout for a main villain. Although I guess it's kind of pa- the Kung Fu Pandas thing is, is that, like, shape.
1: <laughs> right.
2: I kind of want to split it, like, it feels close to 50-50 for me.
1: Hmm. Um, okay, I mean.
2: Just because, like, Bowser's just real strong. Yeah, there is. So,
1: there isn't really anyone as big as Bowser in the Kung Fu Panda universe.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, like. If Bowser doesn't have the plot device that he's ruining himself with and he's just straight up fighting something, like Mario typically wouldn't have a chance against that. Mario gets to win because of
1: of Well Mario can lift Bowser.
2: <laughs> Mario can lift Bowser, though. <laughs> so he's got that hidden strength.
1: I mean, I'm i I'm okay with 50-50.
2: Yeah, it feels even to me. So so what we didn't establish is how likely is it that the Ninja Turtles will defeat Bowser.
1: Well, we said it depends on how many turtles are around, right?
2: Well, no, no, no. We, we how many turtles are left is what we're saying. But the actual how many is it? How many times does Bowser defeat all four turtles?
0: I feel like it's pretty low, right?
1: I think it's less than Uguay. Uguay has a better chance.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because this is where it's like you know, if he knocks one out earlier, it's a lot harder for them to come out. Whereas Uguay is always you know full strength. I mean. My my gut is that it's probably something like, I would say like
1: thirty five sixty five.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah.
2: So thirty five percent of the time, Bowser, Bowser, beats, Bowser the turtles? beats the turtles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, sixty five percent of the time, Bowser beats the turtles.
2: Wait, really? Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, we're on the opposite. Oh, you guys are on yeah, opposite sides. I, I was going the other
1: way. Right. We were saying that Bowser beats the turtles, weren't
2: we? <laughs> I mean, I think Bowser beats the turtles. Really? Like, kind of for the same thing. Where it's just, it's like, it's just bowser has lots of strong attacks they're predictable yes but also he's strong guys he's hard to hurt it's hard to beat bowser i
0: don't know i feel like i feel like it's one of those things where most of the ways that bowser dies are because he like gets spun around and gets dizzy and having four turtles makes it a lot easier to do things like that
1: yeah i do think we're underestimating bowser's dumbness right
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's let's do um let's do 60 40 because i think it's yeah i think it's more likely and we've already established that yeah the turtles even if they win that six percent of the time they're going to be taking some damage as a result
1: right exactly yeah yeah okay so turtles beat bowser 60 percent of the time
0: yeah that's the thing because it's not like it's not it's it's weirder than a lot of the times we do this because they can you know bowser can get a couple of them and they still win right it's a weird it's a it's it's different than most time we do this. We've
1: never had a team,
0: so
2: let me. Um, I think that does like we. I don't. We we could talk about a situation where Uruguay fights first. But I just don't really see that being. I don't very think that'll likely. happen.
0: Yeah, I don't either.
2: Um. So let me doing some math. So, drum roll. In last place, probably not too surprising, is actually Bowser, mainly because. He is disadvantaged on his first fight, and then is still 50-50 against
1: Uguay. Uh, mm-hmm. He's slow and dumb, which is not a good combo. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, he's against got like... all
2: the. He's got all the strength, but really suffers from villain syndrome, where he can he can have all these advantages. It just doesn't the the the, the sum is less than the parts, right? <laughs> <laughs> so twenty percent for Bowser. Next up, second place is. The Ninja Turtles at just twenty four percent, actually. Wow, is that low? Yeah, it's got. Because uh, I, yeah, I did that right. Uh, I mean,
0: because when when you lock in one competitor to probably always make it to this, you know, the the showdown round two. That it, is true. it helps.
2: <laughs> it does. It does help the number significantly. I only but have it, to it do one fight. <laughs> like for this fight, pretty legit. Like normally, I have the extra flow charts going down.
1: Yeah, it's like I get a buy.
2: <laughs> and even if, like, we took the 10% chance, like, if we didn't give him that buy. Because I think if Ugwe if fought twice, you know, if he fought both of us, he'd probably to, be too old and tired and would be defeated. Mm-hmm. But even if that happens 10% of the time, we'd be splitting, like, a 10% win rate, Ben, which would not be enough for uh, either of us to uh, exactly. change the standings here. So, that said, the winner is Ugwe with 56% of—56% of the time, Ugwe wins this fight. Wow. And that is the official absurd hypothetical results for which turtle would win in a fight.
1: And it's my second ever win. Oh, yeah. Nice. My first ever not cheap win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. Except you don't have time to celebrate because we still got more show to do. Because we have to go on to the Would You Rather question. Ben! are you ready for a would you rather yes or actually not screw you chris one chris are you ready for a would <laughs> you yay yes would you rather experience 40 days of rain or 40 days of darkness without sun that's what i mean by darkness
1: so with the rain you can still get sunlight i assume
2: yeah it's a ra- ra- regular radio the sun is behind the clouds as per usual
0: it's like it's like nighttime level darkness right
1: Right, it's like a, a, it's like overcast versus nighttime, but overcast is raining.
0: Yeah, it's a rain, it's rain versus night. It, is, is this confusing? <laughs> well, okay, you, you said darkness, not night. Like, there's a difference there. Come on, give cut, cut us some slack.
1: here. Yeah, I mean, when it's overcast, <laughs> it's still a little dark. Yeah,
0: it's been pretty dark in the rain sometimes.
1: I personally hate getting wet in the rain, and I don't really mind it dark, especially because like a lot of times I'm inside. Like, if you want to do something outside, it sucks a lot more. To, like, if you want to play a sport outside, it sucks a lot more to play a sport in the rain than at night.
2: Yeah, that I'll agree with. Like, going outside is suckish Wait, in the th- rain.
1: Do we do this before? Wait, hold on.
0: Hold on, y'all. Wait. Do we do this question before? Because I feel like Chris has made this exact same point before.
1: I don't think we have.
2: Uh, let's take a look. We can hot check i feel like you've I think is, would you rather it always be nighttime i think versus always
1: oh okay okay always daytime
0: got it right. always daytime or always nighttime was the previous one i that see done. okay so it's somewhere about the same okay never mind
1: now we made the daytime one worse <laughs> 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 so i mean i think pretty doing pretty much anything outside is worse in the rain i don't what's the, what's better when it's raining
2: there is some light when it's raining 40 days of darkness also like with no sun does that also mean like there's no warming during the daytime Is it gonna get very cold
0: i was just thinking about that it's gonna get pretty cold there's
2: a, there's a difference there's a fundamental difference between these two things in that 40 days of rain is just england while 40 days of darkness is like a biblical <laughs> yeah a biblical egypt
0: yeah. or something well, like just something has gone wrong with up the north. sun this is,
1: this is a plague it's just somewhere up north. There's places where it does that.
0: Okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah, all right. There is actually a oh, real yeah. thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just <the> a <laughs> thing that's further away than England, though. Yeah, further north than England is what's left up there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, if in darkness, you can still have artificial light.
0: That's true. I guess, are we going to say that it gets, like, you know, Arctic cold? Because that would affect things. How much temperature do we lose like is, how much temperature
2: do we lose per day
1: i don't know how much colder it would actually get in just 40 days i feel like it would take longer than that to be like super cold it might be a little colder but not that much
2: uh oh this question's definitely been answered because this is like oh if the sun went out how long would the earth survive oh right a simple calculation would show that the earth's surface temperature would drop by a factor of two about every two months if the sun were shut off this means that in two months, the temperature would drop to 150 Kelvin from 300 Kelvin. That means it's going to get cold. So 273, 273 Kelvin is um, the freezing point of water. So 273 is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. And so if we're going from, if, if the range is 300 to 150 over two months, we're going from like 300 to 200 in the, four, in the, in the uh, 40 days. Which means, two hundred Kelvin is going to be negative a hundred Fahrenheit.
1: But that's if it starts at you said thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit.
2: No, no, it starts at three hundred Kelvin, which is uh eighty
1: degrees. Oh, okay. Well, that's dramatic.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so the very tail end of this is going to be very, very cold, which kind of just end things. Let's say. It Let's say that the sun's not entirely gone. That if some, the other side of the world's getting heated and maybe just cold on our side a bit, like it drops to cold temperatures. Like, you know, it's below freezing, but not apocalyptic. Because apocalyptic, would you
1: rather it rain for four days or have the or apocalypse die. happen? It's not very good, would you <laughs> it's rather. not great. <laughs> so it'll be really, it'll be uncomfortably cold. And dark. And dark. I don't mind the dark. I don't like the cold though. But it won't be cold the entire time.
2: Right. It's just on the tail end, it'll
0: just be Pretty cold,
1: right? So I'm still leaning towards dark. How how
0: like consistent of rain is it? Is it like raining pretty hard? Is it just misting some of the
1: time, or or what?
2: Let's say it's like um, well, like England, where it's just uh, (laughs) it's like a light (laughs)
1: rain. I would say it's more than a sprinkle.
2: It's yeah, it's slightly more than it's 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 slightly more than a sprinkle, but not like
1: it's not downpours,
2: but not to the point where like like flooding everywhere, kind of. Like if you have an umbrella, like if you go out. You can, like, take out the trash without, like, worrying about it. Like, you'll be, like, slightly damp but not wet. But it is it is trash.
1: a steady rain, I think, nonstop.
0: The cold is
1: worrying to me.
0: Because even if it's only at the tail end, it still could be, like, a few days that are pretty bad I and mean, cold and dark.
1: You just stay inside. If we're saying it, it's just, like, winter temperature, then well, that's not yeah. that bad.
0: <laughs> I guess that's fair. All right. which is Which is more... Dangerous to have to go out into the world and with regards to like driving, night driving or rain driving. I think it's actually night driving, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably night
2: driving, like as far as visibility, because the main concern is visibility. I guess rain has like slipperiness, but it could still rain in 40 days of darkness. That's true. And I feel more like I feel more comfortable driving in the rain than I do driving at night. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that, but I don't really drive anywhere.
2: (laughs) Well, fair. For me, for me, it's just like which one of these is worse: seasonal depression. And I think it might actually be that darkness is more depressing than the rain, even though the rain is like the typical depressing one. I think I might agree with you too, actually. I think I want—I think I want that little bit of, that that the even though it's behind the clouds, the little bit of sunshine. I don't agree with that,
1: <laughs> but that might be because I am used to working night shifts and being on an opposite schedule.
2: Yeah, that could be it. You could just be broken inside already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've experienced a few months of just nighttime and sleeping during the day
2: okay i, th- I think i think we can i think we've, we've we've all kind of decided chris you seem like you've made up your mind the most yep
1: i'm going darkness
2: ben i'm going rain i'm also going rain even though it would be in my right up my character to say the four days of darkness is the cool event that you live through and is much more exciting than 40 days of rain and i want to have the story but I want to take care of my mental health and get at least the the hint of sunshine during the day So i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the rain
1: and because i chose it and you can't agree with me <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not 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 that you're a filthy fight winner.
1: Yeah <laughs> I already got my win for the episode.
2: Yeah, you already you already got your win. I don't have to agree with you anymore. We're out of this thing But before we actually go go and totally sign off uh, this is the part of the podcast where we ask you the listener for stuff and by stuff I mean support and by support. I mean a review And by review, I mean the thing that you can do in your podcast app where you say nice things about us and give us lots of stars, like five of them is is the ideal number, and tell us what you think, and uh, we would love to hear your thoughts, and reviews are a great way to help support a podcast that is entirely free. If you're looking for, if you hear that and you're like, I don't trust anything that's free, you could also go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash absurdhypotheticals and become a patron for just a dollar or more if you'd like. But just a dollar gets you access to our monthly behind-the-scenes episodes where you get to take a peek at how we make the show, and it's just more good listening if you just need more absurd hypotheticals in your life. But if you don't pay that dollar, you have to wait a whole nother week until we answer the following question, which we've done one time before, but we're doing it again. What if video game items were real?